This is Fessel Khan for Lights Out, proudly sponsored by Spartans Law, the number one law firm company in the UK. And this is podcast 64 of the Lights Out Boxing Podcast. Delighted to be joined by the man, the face of Team Lights Out, as he likes to call himself, Mr. Mohsen Gulshi, a.k.a. Ron. How are you, mate? Always a pleasure. Very well, thank you. Good to see you. Uh, I've been trying to get a hold of you the last few days. You've not been answering. Guess I've got to send that payment. In a bit late as we... Listen, mate, IFL been knocking, <laughs> we've been having discussions, you know... Ah, has anyone seen Ryan Garcia? <laughs> <laughs> no, shout out to Jason Cundy, though. Um, <laughs> before we get started, uh, just, 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 uh, just a quick few reminders. Uh, if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Turn on the bell for future lights out notifications uh, to listen to this podcast and any of the audio platforms. Links are below in the description. Give us a follow on all of our social media platforms. And if you want the best legal representation in court, check out our sponsor, Spartans Law. Again, their website is below in the description. Um, we have got quite a bit to talk about, but with any of, as always, with any other uh, podcasts, we like to start off with our quick fire question. And this is where we would like the viewers to get involved. So, <laughs> our first quick fire, well, our only quick fire question of today is what area in boxing needs improving the most Ron um, yeah gonna let you sort of kick off here I mean these outcomes of I mean we've seen recently with Amir Khan and Conor Ben you know you see where I'm going with this mm-hmm. these drug test results they need to come out sooner you know bans need to be put in place rather than it just being very pretty much longed out and just like what the hell's happening a lot of confusion yeah um, and it just brings, you know, boxing into a you know bad light kind of thinking. Oh, are all these fighters cheating? And you know, and bans need to be given out. And I think it's just taken far too long. I mean, when did Conor Ben have his two positive test results? October. Was October, and we're no, we're still unclear what's happening with that. Amir Khan, his result came out what fourteen months after his fight. Kelbrook, yeah. After Kelbrook, so what's why is it taking so long? You know that that's something an area maybe you know I've, I had a really good interview today about the whole kind of Varda setup and the UK that needs to be kind of revamped or you know kind of be a bit more efficient and you know in, in the time it gets dealt with really. So that's that's my key area. Otherwise, people will, will kind of turn away from boxing thinking they're all cheats. You know, I think. Obviously, we we'll touch on what you've just said. I think the reputation of the sport has been mm. tarnished mm. over sort of since October. Now you've had the thing about Amir Khan. Um, you could talk all day long about this, but until until a lifetime ban is given, this is gonna it'll always continue in the sport. Mm. But I think a lifetime ban is what is gonna make fighters a lot more reluctant to sort of take this path in terms of using performance-enhancing drugs, but it's been going on for a very, very long time. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what I will say about the Conor Ben situation is is that this is a man that says he has proof. You know, October was, what, six, seven, eight months ago? Why is it taking so long for him to... Show us your yeah. proof. That's all I will say, because well, this is a young man that is in the yeah. prime years of his career. Just it, show us the proof, but... yeah. I know, it's, it's sad to see what's going on uh, in boxing terms from of the update I think it's with UCAD at the yeah. moment now well so we understand he's been suspended he's been suspended so look just draw a line under it and let's move on and 
there's been a lot of kind of big profile names, Canelo being one, and you know, there's yeah. a lot of grey areas. I mean, how did they get away with it? You know, they had six. You know, do you, I mean, it kind of. Does it depend on your management team and your PR kind of who can make magic happen and kind of twist it in a certain way and put it down to... There's an old saying that money talks. Mm. So, yeah. Um, Obviously, guys, we'd like to get your thoughts in the comment section in regards to drugs in boxing. Mm. What needs to happen to make sure we get rid of drugs in sports, especially in boxing? Um, My answer to the quickfire question is, is that I'd like to see these governing bodies such as the WBC, WBA, whichever one they are, is to get their fighters more active in terms of defending their world titles. I think fighters that hold belts these days are not defending their titles as, as often as they should be. Mm. Um, I think it should be a three to four month period or where within that period they should either fight their mandatory or it's a voluntary defence. And if they haven't fought within three to four months, they should be stripped or they should vacate. Because, you know, you've got a lot of world champions these days that are just not fighting enough. Errol Spence, when was the last time he fought? Tyson Fury fought in December. Yeah. You know. And we're in May, yeah. We're in May. So, you know, there's there's other fighters out there that are hungry to get their hands on the world title. And these are good fighters that are currently staying active Mm. and fighting on a regular, consistent basis. One of the things about boxing is is that we always talk about how we want to see fighters such as the big names, you know, the elite fighters fight more regularly. Mm. You know, if you look back to boxing many, many years ago, I'm talking to the 60s, 70s and 80s, you know, They'd fight regular. Mm. Was it um, a heavyweight for what? Twenty-two times in one year. That was Mike. You're talking about Mike Tyson. I think when he, when he in his breakout year when he when he, fought, sure, yeah. when he had I mean, twelve what, months of how many fights. What I don't understand is right is when fighters are breaking out, they're fighting four or five times a year. When they sort of sort of like get past British level or American level and they're moving on to European world, whatever level after, you know their nationality, mm. they're not fighting enough. Why? All right, we get that after you win a British title or an American, Northern American title, whatever version they have in America, that the fights are going to become more and more difficult and they're going to be more career-defining. But, you know, if you can start your career of fighting four or five times a year, then surely when you get to the last stages of your career, you need to be fighting at least three times a year. I guess, you know, maybe it's about stepping up in levels. You know, yeah. you need greater preparation. Um, so, look, a good example is Adam Azim at the moment. He's yep. at the beginning of his career. And how many fights has he had to date? And he's headlining And he's well. headlining. You know, he's keeping himself busy, you know. And mm. um, and his next fight's been announced as well. So, we'll talk yep. about that. Um, but then, yeah, you're right. When they seem to kind of make it, then it becomes less frequent. You know, we see them and... Like Tyson Fury, we're, what, twice a year if we're lucky? If he's that... been world champion since 2020 and he's defended his belt three times. Now, I get we were sort of in the pandemic, off, in the pandemic mm. after he yeah. won the WBC world title from Deontay Wilder, but the fights were still happening in America and, you know, fights mm. were happening behind closed doors. World champions were fighting. You had uh, Joshua fight in front of a thousand fans. You had Teofimo Lopez mm. versus uh, Vasil Lomachenko behind closed doors. Mm. Uh, Lawrence Coley won a world title behind closed doors. There are there were big fights still happening. Mm. To be a world champion, the WBC belt, the belt that I respect and love the most mm. in boxing, to have only defended it three times, it's not good. It's not a good look on the sport of boxing. So that this is where an area of boxing that I think needs improving is that these governing bodies have got to get their world champions to be more active, fighting regularly. Mm. Regularly, if not vacate or strip them of the title, simple as. I mean, saying that, I mean, look, but you can have an instance of something like Joe Cordina. You know, he was stripped of his title because mm-hmm. he didn't defend it. Do you think that's? Do you think that was the right decision? Now, back no, on, on the, the back right of now, on the back of what you've just said. Right. There. Well, well, if there's an injury to a fighter and there's proof that he's that he's injured it's from a doctor's injury. examination, mm. 
then 100% I believe that fight should be given time to recover and defend his title. And time. what's the, you know, on this point, how long, you know... What? Well, however long it takes to recover. I mean, he's yeah. a world champion. No, I Why get that. But then you're, you're kind of contradicting yourself it's because it's obviously no, 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 in no. the sense that it's holding up a belt which no, could but, be but challenged but by the... the guy fight. is injured. I'm just kind of being devil's advocate okay. here. All right, fine. Yeah. So maybe the best answer to that is he vacates, mm. but he straight away becomes the number one mandatory to fight for the title. Whenever it becomes... Yeah, and th- that's what happened with him. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's... And I'm, I'm pretty sure a fighter like Cordino would have defended that belt at least twice mm. by now. But he's a two-time world champion. We're going to yeah. talk about it. I mean, it. look, no, taking nothing away from him, it was a horrific hand injury it, if you it saw was. it. You know, exactly. And this is... Um, and, yeah. Well, look, it's, it's a good point you made, but I just think if you're a world champion and you've suffered an injury which is going to keep you out of mm. the ring... I feel, feel as if the fighter should hold on to the belt. Mm. And if they do get stripped, which he did, or which or vacated, then he should be given a mandatory slot to fight for that belt again. That's the way I see it. But we'll move on. And again, guys, we'd love to get your thoughts in the comment section of what areas in boxing that needs improving on the most. Uh, let's rewind back to last Saturday at the Team Mobile Arena in Las Vegas. Um, the fight of the year was dubbed uh, Gavonta Tank Davis beating Ryan Garcia via seventh round knockout. Um, Ron, give us a review. What did you make of the fight? <sighs> I mean, it was what I expected. But before you go any further, massive shout out to them two for getting it on. That's exactly what we wanted to see. It <laughs> yeah. is what we wanted to see. Two elite fighters, two big names in their prime. So what more could you want? You know, we, we saw the stars turning up at the ringside. You know, uh-huh. it was who's who of a boxing. I mean, Mike Tyson was there. I mean, we had a boxing kind of uh, fighters there w- watching that fight as well. Who else was there? Floyd you, Mayweather Floyd, was there. Of course, he is. Floyd's there. There's a lot there. of NBA basketball stars yeah. there. You had a lot of people turn up. For so, that fight. massive interest worldwide. I mean, look, we're across the pond and we, we were still very excited about this and we spoke about it. Uh, the fight itself um, it started how I thought it was going to start. You know, um, I thought, you know, I think Garcia was trying to use his reach, you know, uh, to his advantage because obviously with Gavonta Davis being the smaller man with a shorter reach I think it was like a I think this is the tallest opponent he's been in with second tallest I think it is something like that so he was giving a lot away in terms of reach what I noticed about Gavonta Davis in the early he wasn't doing much you know he was kind of keeping that distance um, and you know his out- punch output was very little mm-hmm. but when he did throw he was kind of landing that, that's, that, that's something I noticed and he was very clever. Um, but that's that's typical of a tank uh, performance, isn't it, in the yeah. early round where he, he'll kind of just get you... the bo- I mean, he's, he is a counter-puncher. So both of them are counter-punchers. So, so the first round, I, I gave that to uh, Garcia. What would you think, Majay? What would you make of that round? It, was, it was, wasn't much round, in it, but it? I think they were both kind of feeling each other out. But the second round, boom. Yeah. Um, what did you make of that, that knockdown? Did you expect well, it to happen so no, early in the no, fight no, no, uh, no, with no, how I, the first I, round went? I think I said in the last podcast, I don't expect any knockdowns. I see two good boxing fighters mm. giving us a 12-round war and it'll come down to whoever wants it the most. But what I saw was was a lot of hype mm. in terms of the left hook Ryan Garcia possesses. And it's the left hook that's what let him down. Because if you watch the fight back, he tries catching Gavonta Davis with that left hook. And he leaves himself way too open and bang. Yeah, his chin was up in the air. He wasn't protecting himself. You know, his, his hands were down. Yeah. And I think once uh, Garcia realised that this guy's got my number, it was, was going to go one way. Because yeah. what I saw in that fight 
not just the second round, but from rounds one to seven, I saw an elite fighter who's already fought at that level and a, and a fighter mm. who's not at that level. Mm. I'm not going to knock Ryan Garcia. I think he's a, an exceptional talent. Mm. I think he's definitely the future of the sport. But I, I, there was a golfing class on, on a Saturday night, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, this guy was throwing a bunch of, a barrage of punches. He was so open. Yeah. And he never recovered from that. Yeah. And what I will say is, and that controversial whether you think it is or not, Ryan Garcia, in my opinion, is another Amir Khan. Wow. He's but, another Amir Khan. But let's and not, but I mean, let's not enough, use that as a, as a, as a, as a, as knocking him. Because if he's another Amir Khan, then we are in for a, an amazing 10 years yeah. of Ryan Garcia. Because you look back at Khan's fights against the likes of the Maidanas, those first six rounds against Canelo. Mm. They were entertaining fights. Amir mm. Khan was always in. in he's always fights. been an entertaining. So fights, I'm not. Absolutely. I'm not knocking him as a boxer. Mm. I think he's a very good fighter. I just think he's another Amir Khan. I see the. I see the kind of parallels there with the fast hand speed. The fast you hand know. speed, but the hand speed is there, but the chin is also there as well. <laughs> Yeah. And he loses focus way too easily. Just I thought, like Amir Khan as well, yeah. I thought exactly. he was interacting with the referee way too much. Mm. You know, there's a lot of complaining going on during the fight, which I don't want to see when especially two world-class fighters are fighting. I thought that was what... I, I, I made that kind of uh, criticism of Gavonta Davis because he was trying to smother his kind of work yeah. that he was trying to do, kind of hold on and not let him get his shots off. And, you know, every time Garcia wanted to let his hands go, he'd mm. kind of step in. I was thinking... is. You know, is Tank kind of afraid to kind of engage here? But no. what he was trying to do is... Tank had, had his number. He was waiting for that opportunity. His la his punches were more accurate. Yeah. And then you go, obviously, part to the seventh round and the body shot that just... You know, I was watching the fight. I said to my brother, when he went down with the body shot, because he's not getting up. Because there's no did way Did you see up. that? I did From see that. From the punch itself... I could hear it. You could hear it. You watched the replays, you could hear it. It is a clean shot to sort of like... The liver rib cage area. He's he's had a lot of criticism no, on the back no, no, of that. No, 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 I mean, no, 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 no. but there's no need to criticize him. That's a brilliantly that's a brilliant punch landed to perfection. Is caught him in the worst area. Did you hear what I heard? What, uh, uh, I mean, there's two people. Yeah. I mean, two. Uh, Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz was very openly very critical about him. You know the. The legend himself, Julio Cesar Chavez, said, you know, I've lost respect for him. He should have got up. And, well, I think that's you know, harsh. Um, I think it's very harsh. It's just the manner it happened. You know, it was a delayed reaction. He, he didn't go down straight away. And it, mm. He just... The fight continued. You could see his grimacing in his face that, yeah. yeah, it was a horrible... It was a delayed reaction. He felt the wrath of the punch a few seconds later. Mm. And you could tell the guy was hurt, man. Look, this mm. is the biggest fight of his career. He's been calling for these fights for many, many years. One thing I don't doubt about this kid is the fact he wants to be in the biggest and best fights. You know, he did not need to take that fight at all. Mm. It's a very risky fight for both fighters, right? Tanks mm. are, what, a freeweight world champion, undefeated? You know, Ryan Garcia could have easily taken a warm-up fight or an interim fight, and he could have avoided that fight, but he didn't. So I'm not going to... I don't agree with um, Chavez, Chavez's comments. I don't agree with Andy Ruiz's comments. I think it was a, a punch way too good. But I do think within as that fight went on, Garcia realised what he was up against, and he was up against a league fighter. And the question has been asked all week, is Tank the face of boxing? No, he's not the face of boxing. Absolutely not. The face of boxing right now is Canelo Alvarez. You know, that guy for me is the face of boxing. If you want to talk about who is the number one man in boxing right now, put Anoui in that bracket. You know, put Terence Crawford in that bracket. Put these fighters. Put Better Beev in that bracket. Bracket. Put Bivol in that bracket. These guys are fighting regularly. They've been in the 50-50 fights, and I'm not knocking Tank, but now this is where the mm. the, the uh, these 
these big moments are going to come now with Tank. You know, this is a defining time of his career now. What do you do next with Tank? No, nobody wants to see him fight a top rank 15 opponent. Nobody wants to see him take no. a warm up fight. Get him in with Shakur Stevenson next. I don't think he needs to take the win of Haney versus Lomachenko next. You put him in with Shakur Stevenson, and the winner of that fight moves on to fight the winner of Haney. You don't want Shakur to have no, another no, fight. No, no, no. I, he's, no he's new to the way, no, you know, no, he's no, moving no, I, up. I want these fights. I, yeah. I want these guys to lead the way in boxing. All right, yeah. because we've said for many, many yeah. months that women's boxing is showing up men's boxing. Mm. Hopefully, now this is the blueprint for men's boxing to sort of buck their ideas up and to mm. give us these big, big and thrilling fights. And I do want to see him fight um, Shackle okay. Stevenson next. I think that's the fight to be made next. That's a big call. Mm. I, I can see that there's value in that. And I know, I mean, a lot of people. There's no doubting um, Tank Davis's talent. He mm. is a phenomenal fighter. And, you know, all week they spoke about the left hook of Ryan Garcia. That was his downfall because mm. I've seen the f first knockdown over and over again. And I just think until this kid learns a few basics, I don't think he's going to get to that level. But when I say he's another Amir Khan, I don't mean he's going to... In disrespect, you in mean disrespect. In, a, in a positive way. I see I get a it. lot of Amir Khan in him. I see the hand speed. Yeah. You know, I see the entertainment. I see the thrilling side of him. Yeah. This kid's going to be in great fights. Yeah, and he wants to go up to a hundred. And pounds you're, as well. you're fearing that he might be on the receiving end of some I think brutal. He will unless he tightens up unless on he those defenses. Up, yeah. yeah, there was I'm, a lot of gaps that you know. Obviously. I'm a bit disappointed because I've always respected Joe Goosen as a trainer, and I thought Joe Goosen would have looked at this fight and thought, "Well, the Tank possesses a lot of power." Mm. You know, we don't need to go gung-ho the first few rounds. Okay, let's try and get into a comfortable lead or a lead itself. I did say whoever wins the first few rounds will run away with the fight. But I don't think there was no need to sort of try and go for the kill straight away. Because you see it in the second mm. round before the first knockdown. Garcia was looking to... Tang just saw these opportunities and he pounced. Yeah. Yeah, he, you know, he was keeping that distance from him, that wide stance that he takes. Um, I was thinking, is Tank going to actually throw anything? You know, he looked a bit gun-shy, but... Then he picked his moments, you know, he, he kind of, he swiveled around to the left, to the right, to kind of find these gaps, as we obviously, as we saw the body blow there. And the beauty of this is, yeah. is that he's going to now, Ryan Garcia said he's going to go up in weight. I mean, fights with potentially the likes of Regis Progre, great fight, you know, maybe even Josh Taylor. You know, Teofimo Lopez. So he's These not going to stick out? No. No? no? And he shouldn't. I mean, you could... Just looking at him in the way and he looked as if... It he's got drained. To him a bit. He looked a bit drained. And mm. I think now is the right time to go up in weight. I think Tank Davis has probably got another one or two fights left at this weight. But I expect Devin Haney to go up in weight as well after this after his fight with Lomachenko. Mm. Um, when is that happening? Uh, end, of, end of May, I believe. Okay. But regardless, I do think... That these crop of lightweight fighters, their future within the next sort of year to 18 months is going to belong at super lightweight. Mm. And if you've got some great fights there to be made, as I mentioned, Josh Taylor, you've got the, you've got you've got Ramirez, you've got Ramirez, you've got Teofimo Lopez, Regis Progre, Jack Carroll, you've got some really big names in there, uh, Barboza Jr. as well. So there's no there's no shaming for the loser. You've got because, Cruz as well. You're exactly, missing, yeah, you're missing out. Exactly. Isaac Cruz as Isaac well. Cruz so as well. And there's some yeah. very. I I I think these two will fight again one day. I can see a rematch. Let's rerun that. I've, I heard yeah. that, yeah. I think, I think they will fight again. I think Ryan needs to kind of go back. I don't want to see him in a warm-up fight. I want to see him stay in the deep end. I think that he's probably learned a lot from that fight. Yeah. He's taken a lot away from that mm -hmm. fight that he can... Obviously, will hopefully stand him in good and stead for the future a, fights. With a, with a world-class trainer like Joe, Joe Goose, and I do hope they mm. work on a few things because uh, these next sort of two years are huge for Ryan Garcia. Mm. But I've, I'm telling you now, Ron, 
I don't have nothing. Um, I'm, I'm not going to criticize him. I just think the guy's an exciting fighter, mm. and there are going to be some exciting nights for Ryan Garcia, but there's going to be some huge nights as well for Gavonta Tank Davis. And I love the Tank Davis versus Shackle Stevenson fight. That is the one fight. If I could choose a fight now to happen this year, forget Fury versus Usyk, forget Spence versus Crawford. I want to see Tank Davis versus Shackle Stevenson. You're, you're a big Shakur fan. I'm a aren't huge Shackle yeah. Stevenson fan, but I'm also a huge how guy. Does, now. Okay, how does that go? Shakur versus. I think Shackle Stevenson. I think Shackle Stevenson beats him. Wow. That's because a big I watch Shackle Stevenson, and you know, when mm-hmm. you watch a fight and you look at me, you think, Rock, I watch this guy all day long. Mm. But again, let's just, fingers crossed these fights happen, yeah. and I believe they are going to happen. Uh, moving on, we'll talk about a fight that got announced Liam Smith versus Chris Eubank Jr., 2, 17th of June in Manchester at the AO Arena. Same location, but is it going to be the same outcome? Ron, repeat or revenge? But before you give me your prediction, thoughts on the fight because we all thought we were going to get Eubank Jr. versus Conor Ben. That's not happened. Liam Smith was looking at the likes of the Golovkins and the other names at £160 but does the rematch for these two make sense right now? I think that's the only fight for him at the moment. You know, if they're Eubank... For who? Smith or for, Eubank? For Eubank, really. Okay. If, you know, if the Conor Ben fight wasn't happening... You know, then that's the next money fight for him. You know, he needs to kind of right the wrongs, you know, because he was... You know, I've heard him speak in the uh, press conference uh, and he, you know, he said... Uh, first of all, he said he, oh, he was over complacent. Secondly, he said it shouldn't have been stopped. I mean, no. um, so yeah, I mean, he stood up doing the chicken dance, but it shouldn't <laughs> have been stopped. Okay, fair enough. Uh, you know, I had an entertaining exchange between the two when he said, um, when Liam Smith said, "Oh, you know, your trainer was on the side of the ring, you know, about to throw the towel in Roy Jones Jr." Mm-hmm. and he goes, "I don't know, but." I will tell Roy Jones Jr. not to bring any towel, not to I even... to wipe his sweat off. Oh, <laughs> <Well>, look. Because <laughs> he do what grandmas do, get a tissue, lick it and wipe it off. Has um, ah, anyone seen Chris Eubank Jr.? <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, I can't help it. I know, clearly. <laughs> so... I should have said that after he lost the first fight because the chances he might win the second fight. But no, I agree with you. I think it was the best, the best possible fight to make. All I would have liked to have seen. Where, where, I mean, what other fights can he make? I would have liked. I, I would have seen someone tackle the Charlo brothers now, and I would have liked uh, Liam Smith to go after the one that's... Liam uh, Smith was tied in. He he was kind of waiting on. Yeah, but he's won his last three fights. No, so no, no, no. It's not fighting. that. He was tied into this rematch. Yeah, but you had yeah, Eubank Jr. looking at the fight with uh, Conor Benson. Then that fell, but that contract was still in place. Uh, if I was Liam Smith, I would have fucked him. Does, that, simple does as that make sense? It was in place. That, it does, but then but if unless I'm, he fought someone else, then he was free to go and Yeah, but if I'm Liam Smith, fight. I would have been like, well, hold on a second, you just neg- negotiated with, you, with uh, Conor Ben. I knocked you out a few months ago. No, Listen, I don't need you. Yeah, but that was a contract they were in. Okay, and well, and you know, look, it's he make he still makes good money. I'm sure he will make up from the well, he's Eubank the A side, so I should doubt. Yeah. So I shouldn't doubt that he does make good uh, money. Um, so predictions. I think I'm going to go for Liam Smith. This I mean, Liam Smith's going to beat my points. Yeah. I mean, Smith, I, um, you know, in boxing, when uh, you know a fighter's got your number, I just think this guy's got his number. Yeah. How do you think? I mean, like uh, it was quite interesting that Eubank said that he felt he won the first three rounds. He was outboxing him, out jabbing him. What was your assessment? Okay, well, he won the first three rounds, but he didn't win the fight, though, did he? No, no, but just. Well, I had just saying one, something. I had, I, had, I had round one. From, I'm gonna, from what I can remember about the fight, yeah. I had round one to Liam Smith. I had round two to Eubank Jr. And round three, three to Eubank. So round two was close. Yeah. Round three clearly to Eubank Jr. I was thinking to myself, okay, it looks as if he's getting to work mm. now. Mm. 
But obviously, we know what went down in round four. But it, it look, it doesn't matter how many rounds he won in the no, last no, fight. No, no, just, just, just out of interest, yeah. And this is, I mean, Liam Smith made a really good point. He's like, look, he's not the greatest boxer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no, but he's not, though, is he? Yeah, he's got a great engine and he's got a great chin. But his, his chin has been exposed now. Now, that's something that he would fall back on in previous fights. You know, if you look, if you ask any of Eubank Jr.'s uh, opponents, like Groves and uh, who else has he Saunders. lost to? Saunders. You know, well, not, maybe not Saunders, but they all have said that this guy has got a granite chin. Mm-hmm. But now that's been exposed. Now, how does he cope with that? You know, this is the first time he's been dropped professionally. Yeah. And he also mentioned, sorry to cut you short there, Ron. He also mentioned in the press conference, this was new to me. Mm-hmm. I got up quick to straight away. Yeah, you know, I wasn't used to this uh, thing happening to me in boxing mm. before. I've never been knocked out before. And he also spoke about how he goes, I, unlike Billy Joe Saunders, I didn't quit on my stool in the corner. I stood up. Like I, even after the referee waved it off, I come and approached you to show you I'm still here. I'm still game. But uh, I don't care what every thinks about uh, his corner front in the towel. <laughs> they made the right decision. The guy was absolutely. He, he was in place. no position to exactly. continue. Um, but look, he, he's a he's a you know he's. He's a fighter, isn't he? Yeah. You know, well, he's, a fact, he's, he's a Eubank. A you know, there are tough, tough SOGs, bitch, yeah. yeah. But let's, let's, we're talking a lot about Eubank. I mean, do you, what do you think Liam Smith? Does he do anything different no, in this fight? Do does he keep different. it the same? Because Liam Smith has, knows he can hurt him and Liam mm. Smith knows he's got the better of him in terms of boxing ability. So Liam Smith and Joe McNally don't change anything because you've beaten him before. So don't... There's that psychological saying, edge on him now. It's that old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. So there's no need to change anything. Mm. I expect Eubank Jr. to be com- coming a lot more fired up. He just didn't I seem ju- right to me, you know, in but, that lead up. But Eubank Jr., right, going into this fight, in the back of his mind, he knows this guy is capable of hurting me. Mm. So will that make him, I don't know, maybe punch reluctant? A bit more reluctant. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Liam Smith made we, that yeah. point that he didn't want to exchange. You know, he didn't want to... He was afraid. Mm-hmm. He gave him that impression that Eubank was afraid to get hit. Yeah. So, did you hear that in that conference? I did, yeah. press conference. I mean, so, I, so I don't know if we, what we could take of that. I kind of look back to when Joshua beat Ruiz in the second fight, and I noticed um, in that fight Joshua didn't want to scrap with him either because Joshua kind of knew in the back of his mind this wow. kid can hurt me. And yeah. it, the, the thing about rematches is right, is that if the first one ends the way it did with Smith and Eubank Jr., fighters go into the rematch thinking, you know. Mm. This guy can hurt me because he's done it in the past. He's done it in the past. So I think Eubank Jr., I, I expect him to be a lot more tight in terms of their mm. defense. But I just can't see how Eubank Jr., forget beat him, knocks him out because mm. Liam Smith has also got a great engine. And Liam Smith's the type mm. of fighter that comes alive in the later rounds as well. So what's the game plan in, for Roy Jones Jr. and Eubank Jr.? What do they do? Do we, first of all, know if Roy Jones is going yes, to be involved? Yes, well, he said that he's told Roy Jones Jr. not to bring the towel to the corner this time. I don't know because I wouldn't be surprised the guy's if Ronnie... Old, how many more times is he going to keep on chopping and changing? No. Ronnie Davis, he doesn't listen to. His old man, unfortunately, has got issues, yeah, health issues. mental health issues, right? yeah. Okay, I hope so. I mean, I like. You're not going to get mm. better than Roy Jones Jr. Yeah. So where where does he go if, if Roy Jones Jr. is not in his corner? Who does he bring in? 
This is literally the last chance for Luna. If he loses this fight, Ron, where does he go? From he there? is no. It doesn't go no. But I'll tell you where he goes. It goes to, as a pundit. He becomes a pundit on. on for I him. think that Conor Ben fight's still there. Oh no! no yes, no, it, of course. See, no, 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 but no, no, if no. he's retired, no, no, then sorry, I think Ron. that fight's still there. I mean, regardless of what you say, that, to, that, I'm going to disagree with you. Too much, there's too much. There's too much needle there. No, no, it's to, not. But I don't care about the needle because, quite frankly, if this guy loses to Liam Smith again, right? I don't. I don't. I think he should. I think I'm going to do a Nassim Hamid. I think he should walk away from boxing. I think he should retire. Wow. That's what. Yeah, but you too. I, I, I disagree. I think. I think that fight is still there. Um, so it becomes a cash cow, basically. Why not? All right. Well, <laughs> moving on then, because on the same night we've got an undisputed super middleweight championship fight to look forward to mm. uh, in the women's section of boxing: Franchon Cruz Desern versus Savannah Marshall, um, and, and a, a good fight to look forward to. Mm. Uh, I remember watching Cruz Desern's last fight. I believe is under Tada Serrano on the card, and I was thinking it was a fucking hell. Mm. This woman can fight, um, and obviously Savannah Marshall's first fight since that undisputed mm. defeat to uh, Clarissa Shields. So hats off to Savannah Marshall for taking a fight of this magnitude. You heard what Peter Fury said. We've been in boxing now since she's 10, 11 years old. We don't need an eight rounder. We want the biggest and the best fights possible. And it doesn't get any bigger than an undisputed fight, especially especially the fact that she's going up in weight as well, up to 168 pounds. But she's fighting a woman whose only defeat has come against Clarissa Shields. And I mean, I was watching the press conference and I thought um, Clarissa Shields had swagger. This girl's got swagger <laughs> as well. There's something about these American females mm. that you, know, you really take a liking to because of the way they talk in press conferences and they're so confident as well. But another good fight for Savannah Marshall. We spoke about Yuban Jr. perhaps being one defeat away from maybe calling it a day, but Savannah Marshall, win, lose, or draw, takes a lot of credit away, given the fact that she's taken another huge fight after coming off she's, her first career loss. Yeah, she's not taking a step. She said that there's no... Not, no point in me taking an eight rounder or just a warm up fight. What am I doing here? I'm in the prime of my career. Yeah, I mean, good to see Savannah Marshall's kind of step back into another big fight against another kind of confident American who's yeah. not just here to take a payday. She's here to kind of make a statement. But yo, how many belts does she have? <laughs> it's like <laughs> more belts than Primark. Yeah. Or next. Um, yeah. So, but you know, I've obviously was, you know. was watching the press conference and mm. um, I rewatched the fight last night between Marshall and Shields, and I felt what let Savannah Marshall down that night was a slow start. Mm. So I think I'm, I'm, ho I'm hoping her and Peter, Peter Fury looks look for a quick start this time round, mm. um, because as I said, this Franchon Cruz Desern can punch. I hope. Savannah Marshall uses that attribute, which she wasn't able to kind of use against she's Clarissa Shields. She's, she's tall woman. and she's a powerful woman. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like she's got a good knockout ra ratio compared compared to other women boxers. So I hope we see a knockout. You know, either way, I don't think there'd be a knockout. Um, but I did. I did say because when I watched. Uh, Cruz Desern's last fight, which was on the Taylor Serrano mm. on the card, I was watching it, and the the woman she fought, I can't remember her name, right? She absolutely battered her. And I was thinking to myself, do you know what? This is an undisputed champion. I'd love to see her get her over in the UK. And I remember after Savannah Marshall lost to Clarissa, she was, she was ringside, uh, Cruz Desern, and she was saying, I'll fight you next. And I was thinking, yeah, that's the perfect fight mm. to make next. So it's good to see that. we. I mean, look what America's got, man. I mean, they've got the Serrano sisters. They've got Clarissa Shields. And they've also got Franchon Cruz Desern. I'm not being funny or anything, but women's boxing in America is not big at all. 
It's not. They don't get enough credit. These yeah, they women. They need yeah. to start bringing these females over a lot more. Yeah, I mean that's why Clarissa Shields done how many how many trips has yeah. she done to the UK so, and fought here now? See, when I was uh, when I went for Eubank Junior versus Williams fight week, she fought on the undercard, and I was there for the Marshall fight week as well, Savannah Marshall fight week between Clarissa Shields, and the UK fans took to her. They're a massive fan of her, you know, because she's got swagger about her. She's a female Mayweather. Exactly, yeah. and this Franchon Cruz design. All right, it's not as good as her because she's already been beaten by uh, Clarissa Shields, but she's mm. got the confidence, she's got the swagger, mm. she's got her own sort of look. And, you know, you just take to these fingers in boxing. From what I heard about her as well, she does a lot outside the ring yeah, as well. She's into, she's into her music as well. She's yeah. known as the diva as well. Yeah. So it, it's a really, yeah, show. You got to get credit to Sky Sports and Boxer. I've also heard a rumor that the super middleweight British title is on the line as well between uh, Mark Heffron and Zach Shelley. So mm, look at that. I you've like got that. Smith versus Eubank Jr., the I like rematch. That fight. Cruz deserves Savannah Marshall, and then you've got a potential British title fight. So it's shaping up to be yeah. a good card and a good night of boxing. Uh, well, uh, oh, I wish uh, Zach Shelley all the best. I mean, you've, interview, yeah. you've interviewed yeah. him a few times. I've interviewed and Mark Heffron as well. So yeah. it's not done so, yet, but we're hoping. But you know, all credit to him. You know, I hope he, that journey continues. You know, yeah, pretty, that's a great fight. It's a yeah. fight to look forward to. But back on the uh, undisputed uh, super middleweight championship fight, uh, we, we we spoke about how Savannah Marshall goes up in weight. Mm. Would you have liked to have seen her take a warm up fight before, sort of get used to the weight, or do you think it's she's doing the right thing? I think she's in a prime now. I mean, like you said, women boxing. What makes it special is the best fighting the best. Absolutely. Um, you know, start off in their careers. They, you know, they'll have these kind of warm-up fights. You know, journey women, whatever you call them. Um, so, no, I, I'm glad that she is fighting back in and in a big fight again. And could we see another big fight on the back of this if she wins that? Could we see the rematch versus Clarissa Shield? So, no, I think this is the, what they've done is right. You know, no, nothing wrong with kind of losing against a, a Clarissa Shields. In the, you know, that's you know, one of the best women fighters out there. But that's a problem with women boxing that there's not the quantity of quality fighters out there. Yeah. Um, to make other potential good fights, so there's a big division in there's a class division kind of thing. That that's that's my kind of problem with um, women's boxing at the moment. But with time, that it will get better. Fingers crossed. Well, I think women's mm. boxing has been a credit to the sport over sort of the last. Uh, it's growing. Months. It's growing, and you, you know, know what we had last yeah. year. Um, Taylor Serrano, the Shield. It's Marshall going to a whole new lengths, and we're 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 getting the obviously the fight with Taylor and, and uh, Cameron as well. Yeah, that's one, the one area that I mean, obviously, this kind of goes back to the quick fire question: is we need to start seeing twelve rounds instead of ten rounds. What about three minute rounds? And three minute rounds. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, make make it equal now. As I said, you know, when these big women fights happen, they, they tend to be... It finishes really quick. Yeah. You're just getting into it and then it's and finished. Then I remember watching, obviously, Taylor Serrano last year. It was, it was the edge, edge of your seat type of stuff, wasn't mm. it? But uh, what's your prediction for this fight, Ron? I'm going to... I'm going to go for our gal. You know, I'm going to go for Savannah for Marsh. Savannah. I think she wins on points, but uh, she is in with a big puncher. Does she win all those bets? I hope she does. <laughs> because there's a lot of belts there, man. Have we ever had a British uh, undisputed uh, world female world champion? No. Depends on which weight they're fighting Actually, at. Maybe no, we she's, have, we've yeah. had, obviously, Katie Taylor, but yeah. it'd be good to have another one. Absolutely. Um, well, look, it's a good best of luck to Savannah Marshall, but I am looking forward mm. to getting the camera in front of Franchon Cruz de Zern, and I'm looking forward to speaking to her. I'm also looking forward to seeing how she gets on. Uh, we'll talk a bit about last Saturday night's action uh, because Joe Cordina has become a two-time, yes, a two-time world champion after beating Shavkot Rachimov in what was a phenomenal fight. Um, fight of the year contender. Well, it's, it's up there yeah. 
I'm just going to come out and say I think Wales and the UK have got star in their hand. Mm. I think there's an there's a, there's potentially something to work with with this kid. He's a two-time world champion. He's yet to be defeated. He's hard as nails. He's had a horrific injury. You know, he had his belt wrongfully taken off of him, and he's come back, mm. and he's now a two-time world champion. The fight was phenomenal. And again, it's these smaller weights that you're seeing great mm. fights at. You know, and there's so many good fights there to look forward to now with Joe Cordina. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing a second fight between these two guys because I thought Shavkat Rakimov is a fucking tough He's a machine. Guy. You know, and where he... I've watched his last fight against Zelfa Barrett. I was really impressed with him then where he came back when he was losing on points and he had been dropped early in the fight as well. So he is... He's like the Terminator. He just keeps on coming. He's a come-forward kind of fighter and throws volumes with punches... I thought it was a very close fight. Yeah. You know, I really liked the work that Rakimov was doing. Um, you said you would like to see that rewinded back. Yep. From what I'm hearing, that that's not going to happen. And that's I, a shame. You know, that's Rakimov a massive deserves, shame. Yeah. A he was a champion. He lost his. You know, uh, it was the closest. Absolutely. Um, one of the scorecards was completely off. I thought I uh, just completely disagreed with that. Yeah, Tony Sims kind of had a bit of a yeah. kicked up a fuss about it. 116, 111 was it? Or ridiculous, absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, it was a little bit, oof, okay. But on the whole, I think he'll he'll come back, Rakimov. So don't, you know, he, he'll be... Oh, yeah, absolutely. What, what, what do you see next for Cordina? I mean, it should be a rematch, but I think you'll want to unify next. But what I want to see is, I mean, boxing aside, I want to see this kid built into what he potentially could become. You know, forget the UK. When was the last time we had a, a big face come out of Wales apart from Joe Calzaghe in terms of the boxing? You had Lee Selby. Uh, Liam Williams quite hasn't got to mm. the level that he thought he would. So I think there's some, you, mm. you know, there's something to work with. You saw how buzzing the arena was on Saturday night. Eddie Hearns mentioned about a potential unification bout. I'm hearing that, in yeah. In the Cardiff City Stadium. But if we're going to, if they're going to build Joe Cordina personally... I think that there's potentially a star in the making with Joe Cordina. I think the guy's a, a phenomenal talent. I think Tony Sims in his corners work wonders wonders for him. And I I, I I would just I'd like to see Eddie Hearn sort of start looking at the future now after Joshua and Canelo because I want to see who his next star is in this mm. in this sport. All right, okay, Sonny Edwards is there. He's got a good couple of uh, young fighters coming through, but I really want to see what Eddie Hearn's plan is for fight in five years' time. Who is potentially going to be the face of Matchroom and the Zone? Could that be Joe Cordina if you build him right? Potentially, yes. Were you thirty-one? Yeah. So this is strike while the iron's hot. Yes, exactly. So on the back of that performance, unification is. Definitely the answer, 100%. yeah. Mm. Uh, but, uh, you, know, you know, he you... kind of rubbished. I mean, he was interviewed afterwards and, and he was asked about the Zelfa Barrett fight, but I don't think he fancies that. that look, Zelfa needs to win another, and you know, against another credible opponent, then, you know, we, then we can talk. But I know he's 31, right? But the fact that mm. he's a rising, he's a star in Wales as well. Yep. And you, if, if you know your sports, football and boxing, the Welsh fans, they come in numbers. You know, you've seen them at the Euros and at the World Cup and Liam Williams' fan base as well. Lee Selby, I'm just saying, right? Right, this guy brings numbers with him. There is something about this kid. Um, how long he stays at Super Featherweight? Not too sure. Would he fancy going up to lightweight? I mean, if he does, and there's, there's a lot of good company there. A, a <laughs> great company waiting for him, you know. But yeah. I, I do think there's something about Joe, Joe Cordina that has the yeah. potential to become a huge star. Yes, he's 31 years old. Okay, right. So maybe time isn't on his hands. But at the same time. There's something there to work with. Mm. And you saw that on Saturday night. You saw the Welsh fans get right behind this guy. 
And listen, unification fight next. Love to see it. What I don't want to see is, I don't want to see this become another Josh Warrington. So example is Josh Warrington, two-time world champion, never got a unification fight. It was always mandatory defences and voluntary defences. You know, after um, after beating the likes of the Carl Framptons and the Kid Galahads and the Lee Selbys, people wanted to see him fight Shakur Stevenson. These fights never happened. He never got that fight, did he? Do you know what I mean? This is obviously a very long time ago because Shakur Stevenson has gone from featherweight to... Do you I'm, think... Okay, just... That, I'm glad that you brought that up. Do you think Do you think there's a reason behind that? Why he didn't get that big money fight? Because I don't think there was... And this is no disrespect to Josh Warrington. I just don't think the fighters at the time who had the belts in that division thought there was enough to be made in terms of money. Mm. You know, Eddie Hearn, right, whenever he speaks about Josh Warrington, has always said him and his fans deserve an away day in America, in Las Vegas and New York. But his first world title uh, victory was in 2018. He's not one, He's not unified the division yet. Mm. He's a two-time world champion. He's lost a few fights. And do you put that down to bad promoting, bad matchmaking, potentially? So I think now that Joe Cordina's at 31 years of age, you've got to sort of get him these unification fights. So Fair Which enough. is why I understand why he doesn't want to entertain a Zelfa Barrett fight. So take him over to America or take mm. him to the Cardiff City Stadium, but let's get him unifying. Or let's perhaps maybe even, as we said, the company at Lightweight is great as well. So there's a lot of things to be worked with there. Um, we're almost coming to a bit of a heavyweight bra- bra- brawl in Poland between. Jimmy oh, White yeah, I'm and glad White you brought this one up. I'm looking forward um, to this. Uh, this is one fight I never. Well, I never expected these two to, you know, sort of uh, bump into each other anytime soon. Obviously, Dillian White was out in Poland supporting his um, fighter Alan Babic, and he bumped into Martin Bacoli, who won. Uh, his fight Can we talk about that season. fight first before yeah, okay. you talk about the uh, well, rumble outside? Okay, Come we'll on! The, right, I mean, for, right, what was okay, it? Two we'll, minutes and twenty-one right, seconds we'll, of it. We'll, we'll flip the script a bit here. <laughs> yes, um, Lucas Rosanski is now the WBC bridgeweight champion of the world, uh, beating Alan Babich in the schoolyard fight that I've labelled it. Uh, it pub, it was a pub, it, it was, was a, just yeah. pub brawl, but it was, it was kind of like that time me and you had a fight one night on a night out, <laughs> and I won. I'm joking, <laughs> but it, it wasn't a boxing match. It was just who landed first kind exactly, of thing. Yes. And and I think he stung him very early in that round and he, and he was recovered. he never recovered. Uh, and it, you know and referee stopped it. Do you think it was the right stoppage? Yeah, it was. Babbage yeah. never recovered from the first yeah, round. Yeah. So and this is a world champion that we've got in Bridgeweight. So uh-huh. there's there's a lot of criticism here is that who are the other Bridgeweights? You know, well, Oscar Rivas is one. Uh, there's no, one Oscar thing. Rivas is retired now. Has he? Yeah, oh, he's retired. Yeah. Well, c- good luck in retirement, Oscar Rivas. Um, did you notice the crowd? They were just all stood up and they were like, it was like there was no control from security. They were just, you know, <laughs> it was, <laughs> you know, like, for example, when you got a fight at school and you got 15, yeah. 30, 40 students just surrounding it. It was like that, except they were obviously outside the ring and it was just barbaric. Uh. Like, I was watching us thinking, get some control over these guys before they end up jumping in the ring. That's how. Well, listen, they're man one. Yes. You know what I mean? They're, well, it's in Poland and they, yeah. they, this is their hero. 37 years of age. He yeah. doesn't, if you looked at him, you wouldn't say he's an athlete mm-hmm. of any kind. Well, Robert yeah. Lewandowski's not done him any favours in previous major yeah. footballing tournaments. So, they've got something to scream about. But if you they? looked at, you know, fair play to him. The guy can pack a punch. You know, he, he comes in he can, swinging. But, I mean, look... He, Right. Babbage has got the better boxing record. You know, he's yeah. you know, he's fought more rounds. This guy, man, he just tries to clear you in the first round. I'm just got, look, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna be brutally honest with you here, right? Okay. I hope these two don't go anywhere near 
any of the big boys up in heavyweight or whatever they plan is. Because I'm hearing that they might go to cruiserweight. I think that's that's. Well, I hope uh, they don't go anywhere near the cruiserweights because that would be interesting. The, the thing about this bridgeweight division is right; it's just going to be barbaric brawls. It's not going to be your classical boxing. You know what? I'm glad. Let's, you know what? Let's have a bit of a mix up. Let's have a bit of a change. You know, okay. let's just see some brutal. So can we not call this the bridgeweight division? Can we just call this like the hardcore division? You know, like back in the <laughs> WWE, you had fighters like Mankind, and uh, it just seems like that, doesn't it? Up in the streets fighting. That's what I think we should call it. Yeah, Scrap yeah. the Bridgeweight the division. <laughs> call it the hardcore division of boxing. Hardcore what do you think? Division. Yeah, it just seemed brutal. Just yeah. like go, and you know they were just like, like, let me just land my first left hook on him and and try to put him to sleep. Um, but you know, look, regardless, he, you know he's a world champion, so let's give him uh, Alan the Savage Babbage. So I wonder what, what where he goes uh, beyond that. Is there another rematch down the line? Uh, or, you no know, idea, but. Yeah. Uh, nonetheless, yeah, listen, fair play to Rosansky. He's a world champion. You know, him and his Polish fans have got something to look back on when he does call it a day from boxing. But uh, I'm not calling it the Bridgeway division. I'm calling it the hardcore division. Simple fair as. Uh, but as we spe- uh, as we were saying before, um, the uh, Babich and Rosansky review, Dillian White and Martin Bacoli also, or uh, near, well, nearly come to blows in the uh, They exchange words, didn't they? Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. Is, is this a fight you want to see? Yes. Why? Bacoli needs a name on his uh, on his list now. But is, you know he's Bacoli, the most he's a problem that you don't want to have. I but mean, does lo- Bacoli deserve a fight against someone like a Dillian White right now, or should Dillian White be targeting one of the bigger names in the division? That's no disrespect to Bacoli. Yeah, I mean it's not a problem that you want to have. I mean, like I was hearing a lot of people, kind of the analysts talking about him, and they said, look, if he goes in with the Dalian Dubois, you know, he'll he'll. Apparently, there's, I don't know, there's rumors that he's dropped Dubois. He's given, he's dropped Dubois. He's made, uh, I don't know, he's something to dropped do, Usyk and sparring. Dropped Usyk and barring, you know, and he's kind of stopped Dubois. So there's some hype there about this guy, and you know, he's a big unit as well. Um, I, you know, I want to see what this hype's all about. You know, okay. I mean, he, he, I mean, can't really judge him on that last fight, the guy, the Hulk that he was fighting against. Um, <laughs> So he's no, been, he has been, he has been with, with like the people like sort of Michael more like Hunter. More like Brussels Sprout, more like. Have you yeah. watched that fight against yes, Michael have, Hunter? Yes, so uh-huh. that, he had to, he got stopped because of his shoulder injury. Beat Tony Yoka as well. Beat Tony Yoka. So this guy has got some power in him. He's brute force there. But Diddy White is um, a money prize fighter now. You know, he, he does tend to make money in terms of his fights. It's high risk and low reward exactly. there. Exactly. That's, That's the problem point. with that fight. And when you talk about fighters that are one defeat away from having to say, do you know what I think is best to call it a day? Mm. Dillian White is one of those fighters. Mm. I don't want to disrespect the man because, you know, Dillian White's given a lot to British boxing. You know, he's mm. taken the best fights possible. He's kept us entertained for many years. However, Listen. as you said, high risk, low reward. Listen, man, if Dillian, doesn't wa- Dillian White doesn't want that heat, then he he's also called out and he Deontay Wilder as well. This guy, so. yeah, but they, they, that, that's just what you know. What does I mean, he fight anybody? He fight anybody. Uh, fight you okay, right. Listen, him. all right. Be a matchmaker for Bacoli. Who yeah. who do you match him with? You know, worldwide boxing. Huey Fury. I like that. Huey Fury because Huey Fury needs to fight again and he needs to fight again soon. Oof. Huey um, Fury's he's been very unfortunate yeah, with injuries has, and I setbacks and Huey Fury or Joseph Parker. I like those fights. And that's who I'd put Bacoli yeah. in with next. Someone who could test yeah. him, you know, mm-hmm. in terms of the skills. Fight, and, the the yeah. fight I want to see uh, Dillian White in next is with the winner of um, a potential rematch between Joe Joyce and Jay Li Zhang. That's who I'd want to see Dillian White fight next. I think they let's just say they're both tied up. You know, Joyce accepts that rematch. Yeah. 
I mean, look, if Dubois not fighting Usyk, which Dubois, I thought... Dubois, Daniel White, great fight. There you go. But what did you make of the war of words, though? I think it's just Mike McCauley trying to sort of of course it is he's trying to make a name for himself he's trying to get himself out there seize the opportunity yeah you see him you know let's try it you know you could be polite and courteous and White's had some ferocious moments in boxing I mean it's just like you know you look back at the the rivalry with Chisora and you know He's a bit of a clobber it, lang for like, me, man. Like, I like him, man. There's trouble following him everywhere he goes, especially even outside of the ring. Yeah. You know, like, Dilly was like, come upstairs, and he's like, fuck you, you motherfucker, excuse my language. It's just like, <laughs> has, has everyone got a problem with Dillian White, or is Dillian White a problem? A bit of both, really. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, the first time I saw of Dillian White was against AJ. You know, yeah. that bad blood followed, uh-huh. you know, was from their amateur days and it kind of f- spilled into their kind of thingy. It even Do you remember their... the end of the round off, it, the second round. That as well. I mean, prior to that, I mean, look at the gloves are off. Um, what yeah. happened there? You know, he was like... Which we can one? Go. The one with Chisora or the one with Joshua? No, no, I'm thinking about the Joshua okay. one where he said we can go outside and... Or uh, if, if yeah. Johnny Nelson left the room and me and you were to stand here... <laughs> <laughs> we'd have it I'd win and he also goes your heart's gonna fail you and Joshua's like yeah what are you a doctor and he goes this guy's fake I let him appear in my trousers on and he is proper rago that's what I like about Dillian White he is proper rago and I'll say one thing the sport boxing's gonna miss him when he goes because do you know one thing I'll say about Dillian yeah. White is he just says it as it is yeah well all the best luck I mean I, I'm curious he glass me <laughs> I'm I'm keen to see who 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 he faces next. Um, if it happens, White versus Bacoli, who wins? I don't know. I mean, the White that I'm going by is the last fight against Fury. Has he yeah. fought since then? And that wasn't a good performance. No, that was, was a bit of a stinker. Franklin. Oh yes, it was. Sorry, yeah. Franklin, and yeah. again, that was a close decision. You know, that could have gone either way. Mm-hmm. You know, but he won that. But. He's been chasing after... I think he's after the money fights now. Yeah. He's at that point in his career where he did have that world title fight, finally, but it didn't come through. Um, Another heavyweight uh, fight I want to talk about is... What do you make of Fabio Wardley for the British title versus Fraser Clark? That's been talked up a bit. Um, Do you think... I'm a bit stunned. Fraser Clark's team wants it. I'm a bit stunned to see how a fighter at the stage of Fraser Clark is in right now gets a British title fight that quick, considering he's not won an English title or a or a central area or you know he's not won any of these titles. I Mm. I don't get why he gets a fight so quick in that career. I get that he's not the youngest of heavyweights, but I don't understand that. I mean, who's he beating to warrant a uh, British title fight? Who would you put in with the... Well, you'd put in a David Adelaide or a Solomon Dakers or any one of those fighters that's in and around 10... David Adelaide seems, you know, he seems very angry at that, so... Yeah, I'm like, I'm not being funny, well, I'm not being funny or anything, but... Who's he, who do you guys, who do these guys beat to warrant a British title fight? And I just think, right, that I think Fabio Wardley's going to beat all these guys. Like he's him. had what 15, 16 fights now. He's fought in European opposition. He's fought British level fights. All knockouts, all barring knockouts. one, I think. Yeah. Um, beating Eric Molina, beating Nathan Gorman, and he's he's not far off a European title. Mm. But anyway, that's just. Uh, does it excite me? No, not really. Because I just think Fab. I'm not dissing Fraser Clark. You know, the guy's a bronze Olympic medalist, and you know he's. Got good uh, amateur background. But well, I you're just, saying there's a queue here. Yeah, yeah there like, is a bit you know, of a queue. Fight three, four more times, and then we can look at a British title fight. But you see, when they bumped into each other, Eddie Hearn goes, I can't believe you're having a warm up fight for a British title fight. I don't get how that works, but, you know, is it a fight that I'm excited about? No. Um, but it is a fight that probably will happen mm. because, you know, it's a, it's a British title fight. 
prestigious belt. Mm-hmm. And but I just I just expect uh, Fabio Wardy to beat Fraser Clark, and I expect him to beat David Adelaide and Sol Dacres right now. But in, you know, then you've got you've got Johnny Fisher as well, who's mm. also around here as well. Who's so, the one in Queensbury? Uh, Moses Atoma as well. Atoma, he, he's he's very of, early. He's eighteen. Early I mean, stages of his career. Yeah. There's no need to rush so, him. But it's a fight. That, I mean, heavyweight division looking. You know, exciting at the moment. Yeah, yeah. I, w- I would. Uh, yeah, it is. It there's is, a few names in there is. below that. Yeah, you know I mean, there's big a big baby Jared Anderson. You know, I mean, that's across the pond. I mean, there's a few yeah. other Americans there as well. He's got a big fight coming up as well, yeah, Jared Anderson. As well. So. But let's let, let's just wait and see. But uh, mm-hmm. back to White and Bacoli, yeah, definitely a fight I would like to see, and uh, let's just see if it happens. But I don't think it will happen. I think Dillian White is gonna, as you said, high risk, low, low reward. reward yeah. um, Floyd Mayweather's next exhibition fight got announced uh, yesterday, and he'll be taking on John Gotti the third on June 11th. Uh, for those of you who don't know much about John Gotti, he's a current MMA fighter, so it's just a case of making a f- another. Any relation to the John Gotti? <laughs> no, no, no. Really. Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm, I, I'm not familiar. Anyway. <laughs> um, just, just a case of make a bit more money and uh, put a bit of food on the table for Floyd Mayweather, right? I mean, he, he, I mean, when he fought in England for the first time, there was hardly anyone oh, there. That's such a shame. To see you know. Uh, he could have picked a better opportunity. No, 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 Ron. It's, forget that. He's retired, right? When he was in his prime or when he was a an active professional boxer, why did nobody get him over to the UK at the time? Now he's a, now he's a retired fighter. He's not fought out. I mean, when he was in his prime, yeah. did he fight ever outside no. the US? He didn't. No. So, but, you know, you've got to put the blame there kind of thing. Like, mm. you know, I'm sure there was opportunities, but which he, but he probably maximised on earning potential you know he knew he would make more money in the MGM or Las Vegas and all these kind of places so but it's an exhibition fight against Mm. John Gotti the third as I said a current MMA fighter you know I I, I don't think we can we can say much about this in in, only in regards to that it's just making money more money for him Mm. and these exhibition fights people do buy into what platform is that on what is it I don't know not too sure Um, Kingpin I don't, I don't know. Misfits. <laughs> Liz, I'm not going to knock these platforms, all right? I've no, 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 no. I'm just thinking, is it on, on, on the... Fight TV, might be a thriller. I, I just so many thriller, platforms yeah, out there. Just... Um, okay, this is going to be a tough question for you. If you're Floyd Mayweather, right, and you're taking these exhibition fights, what's the aim besides money? I couldn't answer that question. Is it just to keep fit? Yeah. Just to keep active? To keep... In the public persona that I'm a bo- I'm, I'm still involved in boxing. What is he now? Forty five, I think. Forty five. You know when you seen him on Saturday night at the Tank Garcia fight, he looked old. He looked old. He did look old. You know. It's... Ah, I mean, he's he's a brand, isn't he? The yeah. main team main weather. I mean, important his Instagram today that his cap cost about thirty thousand pounds. I'm not surprised. So he's gonna fund that somehow yeah. so I don't know who I mean hopefully <laughs> just that cap alone would have funded how many people were at his last fight so yeah. you know it's a shame um, I don't know how much he would have got paid for that so but yeah you know good luck to him you know he's enjoying it you know he's keeping fit and he's doing it at you know high reward low risk yeah absolutely you know what I mean he's getting paid handsomely you know whenever say he's fighting in Dubai Japan I can't remember how much he got for that Japanese against that Japanese that kickboxer. Million, Something stupid per nine second. Dollars for, for what? How many minutes of an arsehole? Uh, yeah, that was <laughs> that was that was cruel. That was. Yeah. Um, but yeah, 
You know, he's he's making he's kind of you're kind of lost for words here, aren't you? I've never seen you. I don't know what to make of it. Oh, you asked enough, you yeah. asked a question about what is his aim. Uh, there is no aim. He's just making money. There is no other thing other than uh, that. A fight also that got announced yesterday. Sonny Edwards' next world title defence against Andres Campos, uh, undefeated fighter from Chile, June the 10th at the OVO mm. Arena for the World Flyweight title. Um, we spoke a bit about Campos before the podcast. An undefeated fighter, 15 wins, 4 knockouts. So... There is reason for Sonny Edwards to make sure that he is on his A game, and um, Sonny Edwards is a is a is a professional fighter, and um, he's dedicated his life to the sport. So I'm pretty sure he won't be looking at this as a takeover. He will want to put on a performance. It's his first fight since signing with uh, Matchroom and Eddie Hearn. Uh, we spoke about the Jesse Bam Rodriguez fight. Bam Rodriguez has suffered a broken jaw in his last fight. So um, is this just a case of stay warm and put in a good performance, and then we can look to unify against Bam Rodriguez potentially? further down the year yeah down the line I mean he's just signed with Matchroom so I guess yeah. Eddie was just was like look take this fight undefeated prospect you know obviously from Chile so let's get this South America's not no pushovers though yep I mean they're tough they're, they're tough kind of fighters so it's, I, I, I don't know why I'm getting a sense of deja vu when Warrington fought, fought Lara for the first time I'm I mean this guy hasn't got a ferocious kind of like knockout ratio neither did Mauricio yeah. Lara at the time and look what he did to Josh Warrington so, well, I hope uh, Sonny Edwards is not going to address When you're a fighter with nothing to lose, that's when you're most dangerous, in my opinion. Mm. Well, this guy wants to make a name for himself. So, you know, he wants to get another potential rematch here. So, yeah. he's thinking, if I put in a performance and beat Sonny Edwards in England, mm -hmm. they're going to call me back, you know. Uh, and, you know, they're going to want a second fight and I can demand for more money. So, and this guy is undefeated for a reason. So... I haven't seen much of him. So, have you have you seen any of his fights? I watched or? a few clips today on YouTube. Um, you know, he, he seems like a very talented fighter. And again, like I said, these South Americans are no pushovers. You know, mm. they wear their heart on their sleeve. Um, I do feel as if he will turn up to fight mm. Sonny Edwards, and he will. I, you can't overlook a fighter, especially when he's undefeated as well, and when he knows that this potentially mm. is one of the chances he's going to get in this sport. But, however, Sonny Edwards, one of the most talented fighters in the country right now. Um, he's been a good world champion so far and he knows that one more win potentially takes him to that big fight against uh, Jesse Bam Rodriguez a big money fight and maybe even over in America mm. and I'm hoping that Sonny Edwards does get that fight in America and I'm hoping he does start to become a unified champion such as the same as Joe Cordina because it's a short career as well in boxing and these fighters well times not their best friend as well um, but a good test uh, and I'm hoping for a good performance from Sonny Edwards. I don't want to just see the guy box out boxing for 12 rounds. I want to see him make a statement. You know, make a statement, try and get rid of him inside the distance and then say, you know what, Bam Bam Rodriguez. Let's go next. Let's uh, go next. That's a great fight. It's a brilliant fight to watch. You know, it's a fight yeah. that fans want to see, you know, one of Mexicans best versus, you know, one of our best talents in the country right now. Mm. And it'd sell out anyway. Well, let's hope that happens, you know. Yeah. Anything else you want to add? Uh, I think we've discussed a lot today. <laughs> it's been an eventful you, chat. You've got to get home. It's a school night. <laughs> it um, is cool, all right, Ron, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you very much for us. having me. Uh, pleasure's all ours, mate. Um, just send me the bill and uh, <laughs> payday is upon us. It is tomorrow. I'm waiting forward till midnight. <laughs> Sleepless night for me. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's all we've got time for today. 
for Podcast 64. Again, uh, just a few friendly reminders before we bring the podcast to end. And if you haven't already, make sure you hit that subscribe mm. button and turn on the bell for further notifica- notifications. Uh, check us out on all the social media platforms. Links are below in the description. Check out our sponsors, Spartans Law. And again, if you want the best legal representation and legal advice, their details in terms of their websites and their social medias are going to be below in the description. Thank you very much, guys, for watching Podcast 64 of the Lights Out Boxing Podcast.